All right, Joe Barton, welcome to Excuse Me History. Hey, Rodrigo, how are you? So uh, let's intro stuff. This is our first time doing the intro together, by the way. I know. We've uh, been doing it over the phone, so we're in person, live That's from right. New York. Live from New York. It's Excuse Me History. Excuse me. <laughs> Probably the most famous people to ever say that. Today's episode is going to be on the Ottoman Empire, and uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of uh, stuff with that. Um, do we have any news, Any anything about our podcast that we want to promote? If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, please email at us at excusemehistory at gmail.com. We uh, did that contest the contest last time, did have a couple winners for that. So Those will be going out shortly. Expect to get those nice fancy t-shirts coming out soon. Wear them with pride. Hell yeah. Um, and we'll do those again, and we'll sell t-shirts as well. We're going to do a website soon. That'll be another thing. Uh, and if you haven't like already liked and subscribed to the podcast, you need to do that. Just It yeah, takes zero it time. Also, give us a nice little five-star rating yeah. on whatever podcast app you use, and that helps us out. I was talking to some people, some friends that I work with, and they were like, I already have a podcast I listen to. And it's like, okay, uh, how, <laughs> how many of those podcasts do you know the guy? You should. <laughs> and you're, you're allowed to listen to more than one. Yes, there could be a time where we're rationed podcasts, but it seems for now, whenever you want, as many as you want, and why not listen to somebody you know? But anyways, yeah, so we're going to get into this. Uh, we're talking about Ottoman Empire. We kind of we bit off a lot on this one. Well, it was funny because I remember when we were kind of kind of trying to come up with a topic, we were thinking about doing something Islam related, and then I was like, "Well, that seems pretty broad," and also <laughs> like a lot of that history is yeah. We were going to do the history difficult. of Islam, yeah, which like, is like oh, that sounds like a lot. It's a ton. So let's let's try to let's try to and, find something else. And no risk of offending anyone yeah. with that. <laughs> <laughs> People don't take uh, offense to that very often. But no, we thought, all right, let's do something Islam related, um, but something a little more specific. Well, we want to learn about the Isl- Isl- uh, the Muslim world. The Muslim world. And I thought a great way to get into that was Ottoman history, because I think so much of the, the spread of Islam and uh, Islam at its most uh, powerful, at least uh, compared to the uh, Western European powers, is during the Ottoman Empire. Uh, little did we know, oh, that's a, that's a pretty la- large empire uh, spanning several centuries yeah. uh, with a lot of history to get into. Uh, and unfortunately, we're only going to be doing this for a couple of hours it's like all the history like yeah. the history like that area is like the oldest civilizations in the world so yeah. you we had to kind of brush up on all that yeah uh, and, and, and and there are so many little tangents you can go down and i think that uh we're gonna try to st- stay on topic as much as possible also quick reminder this isn't for your thesis by the way uh, if you yes. have any issues with something we said we got wrong, just send us an email and we'll try to correct it. Please, yes, please uh, don't cite us in your your thesis paper. Uh, <laughs> we very quickly read these books <laughs> and did put, took very poor notes. <laughs> and uh, if you guys are want, if some of you are wondering, because I know some people from New Jersey listen to this, Ottoman Empire. That's not a store where they sell furniture. Oh God, uh, <laughs> I was hoping we could avoid making that. Joke. Oh, too late. <laughs> 
Well, uh, we got it out of the way early. I, they, the other day, there was a the History Channel, their Facebook page, posted something about the Ottoman Empire, and it was like, why did the Ottoman in- Empire decline? And <laughs> there were 20, 20 people commented, well, their feet were up all the time. <laughs> it should have been, why did the Ottoman Empire recline? Hey, yo. Hey, wow. um, Lazy boy. Like, yeah, like, so uh, books, books are really boring. I don't know if you noticed that, but, like, I've been reading these books, and I'm just like, ugh. These some are, of them are better than others. Some of them are better than others, but I like uh, I like a lot of pictures. I like a lot of <laughs> I like a little narrative in there. But some of them are just like here's here's facts. And, and, and then like, this guy came along, and then he did this thing, and yeah. then he died. Yeah, and then his son, who had the exact same name as him, came along. <laughs> Spin me a yarn, old British man, before you write this book. Come on. Also, an, a, one thing I did have a trouble. I mean, I I always do have kind of trouble whenever we re- when whenever I read history that's about non-english people or people who have non-english names because i have trouble keeping track of the names oh yeah Uh, they all have like the same five names (laughs) it's like they picked uh which does make it easier it does make it easier but it's just like okay which which suleiman am i talking about now which we're never never covering russia (laughs) oh god (laughs) um but no but this was it was interesting i definitely we definitely learned a lot doing this but we're we're gonna cover so that's why you listen to this podcast all right you listen to it not because 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 you like oh you know what i don't like really really want to read a bunch of boring books but i'd like to not look stupid at a party where uh you know i'm talking to some turkish girl and she's got some baklava and she wants to know if i have some and then she asked me who is the last sultan of the ottoman empire and I, you just gotta you, you just you gotta be able to whip that out yeah you, gotta be able to you, you whip never that know out. that you never know when uh, that's gonna come up and yeah you, this is a good way to just broaden your horizons you don't need to know everything about the ottoman empire i mean people who study the ottoman empire probably don't know everything about the ottoman empire uh, but no we're gonna we're mostly gonna focus on the the early years of the Ottoman Empire, kind of the rise and its golden age, and then we'll cover a little bit of, about the uh, the fall of the Ottoman Empire, how it came to be, and what happened to it. All right, so where where are we going to start? Uh, let's start where uh, who are the who are the Ottomans? Who are the Ottomans? What, let's talk about the land too. Where we're because that was the first thing that I had to do. When I was thinking, like, to read about this, uh... Yeah, I, I asked, I asked uh, Duffy, uh, my fiancé, I was like, what do you know about the Ottoman Empire? She's like, they're in Constantinople, right? They, they have something to do with that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's crazy how uh, little we care. Uh, like, we should, like, I care now more, because I've put in that time, but, like, how little we care about uh, not-Western uh, history. Oh, yeah. Well, it's 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 so hard just to care about your own history, yeah. and, like, you have to, like, now I have to care about people, like, living across the world. It's, oh, yeah. It's it's hard. Definitely, definitely want to know this stuff. Let's, let's, uh, <laughs> broaden, our, we're broaden our horizons, right? Why do you, why do you want to know it, Joe? Why I I do have this weird feeling that I have I have to know as much as I can before I die. Ooh, that's like a weird feeling. I mean, th- this is some like existential stuff. But Are you trying uh, to conquer uh, a library? Yeah, basically. It's... I mean, there there's like sometimes I, like I have like this huge stack of books at my house, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm never gonna be able to read all of this. I only have so many years left. <laughs> the reason I like reading about this stuff, and it is like super depressing. Like I actually uh, have a lot. Like it's. Because it's like uh, we make the same mistakes over and over again because uh, we're doing a repeat history channel <laughs> and uh, we make the same uh, and like and just people like how like I don't know you just see a lot of the same stuff and you also see like some beautiful stuff that we're all like a very similar in a lot of ways sure. uh, and uh, we keep doing 
we keep like there's a, a pattern here uh and like what are we what are we doing like why do we feel the need to conquer create an empire empire falls apart why and then uh, well, another guy comes in he Rin- creates an empire rinse and repeat rinse and repeat <laughs> um no i think you you do get this sense that i mean i think especially with the ottomans because they're for so much of their existence they were to the European powers, like this scourge, like this this Eastern uh, thing that they're always worried about. Well, they're different. They got different, different. hats. They got a different religion. They got really big hats. They got really big hats. Look uh, like giant onions on their head all the time. Yeah, um, and, and, and there's like a cup. Yeah, it does. And and, and the and, and and because of that, you get. I think if you grow up in the Western world, you do get this perspective of the Ottomans of their <clears throat> um, their this kind of exotic thing uh yeah but but they're also like they're the bad guys sure at least of the west they are the bad guys uh even in america i mean the ottomans are existing when america exists and for much of like early american history the ottomans were also kind of like an enemy of the united states yeah yeah Uh, so you get that but then like the more you read about it you're like okay they're just like a another another empire sure they're no they're not particularly bad in any way they're just the well i mean i think compared to any of the the, sure, the sure, other sure, sure. empires in the world they're just on I mean, the same yeah, level but, but but i mean and then besides that like you know we're talking when you when bad or good it's like it's a it's a government's decisions sure. not not like people oh yeah 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 um, um but but you're right but we do it's you got it like that's why i read history is to to feel connected to this past that we have and to understand that also to understand how good we have it like uh yeah it was a uh, like it seems like this is a pretty good time uh, to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's nice to have running water and electricity and heat. Glad Even if your it. landlord blasts the heat and you can't turn it down because it's like a building heat. And yeah, it's you true. wake up in night sweats and lies. These are New York toad. problems. People in other parts of the country might not deal with this, but in New York, oh, yeah, our apartments, yeah, you get uh, you get <laughs> to control your heat. But then, unfortunately, in New York, oftentimes the heat is just on or it's off, and you don't have any control over it, and you're either very hot or very cold. My pants are either on or off. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of yeah. a lot of sleeping naked these days. Oh yeah. Um, all right, so let's. Uh, so the uh, so where where was the the Ottoman Empire. Um, it is based around what is now modern-day Turkey. Anatolia. Anatolia, um, which is also called Asia Minor. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's basically the the far west, the most western most, the westernmost part of Asia, and basically where uh, Asia meets Europe, uh, and I guess was it the Bosphorus Straits? But yep. Um, which is where basically where modern Istanbul is now. Okay. Yeah. And the other side of Asia Minor, that's the Balkans. That's the Balkans. So right. Or there's Thrace is like one geological yeah. area. Yeah. Like right on the other side of Istanbul. Yes. Then you have uh, Hungary, Austria. That's yep. a little further. Uh, also included in the the Ottoman Empire was uh, Greece. Uh, so most of, pretty much all of modern day Greece. Uh, also it's going to stretch, uh, up into, uh, what we think of as the Middle East. Um, so the, uh, the Holy Land, Palestine, Syria, all the way down to Egypt, down to Cairo, uh, and then going as far east as Baghdad and parts of modern day Iraq. And as far west as like, um, Morocco. Yeah, oh, so, at some yeah, point. So pretty much, yeah, pretty much all of Northern Africa, yeah, Morocco, Tripoli, all those major cities on the North African coast, uh, and then going as far north as like the the Caucasus region, so like modern day Georgia, Azerbaijan, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so and like 
as far as like land mass, it, it wasn't huge uh, if you compare it to some of the great empires. Even in like that time period, there were larger empires, but it did occupy a really important area of the world. Sure. Um, <clears throat> mostly because of, I mean, that's again where civilization started in this region. You know, the, the Tigris and the Euphrates River and the Mesopotamia, um, and then also because of. Again, where that east that east meets west in Istanbul, it's such an important uh, trade region uh, because of the Mediterranean. That's where all these great civilizations and powers existed, and so all of the major world trade is coming through this area. So whoever controls this region is going to so have... So you got some, like, silk? Yeah, you got some silk. Are you trying to trade for, like, watches? Maybe watches. What what else they got? They got uh, what do they have in Europe? They didn't. I mean, they had like some metals, like iron, ah, some tin, tin, tins. They didn't have. A, we learned they didn't have a lot of tin in Anatolia. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, you need some tin. But uh, but yeah, any of the these. We're gonna put all these peas. We <laughs> <laughs> just got peas laying around. I know. No canned goods in Turkey. Uh, but anyway, so but the Ottomans they didn't just come from anywhere. They came. They there there was something before the Ottomans. So who, who was it? So who were they? Well, they're the the people who occupied the the region of Anatolia um, before the Ottoman Empire existed. Um, part of it was controlled by the Byzantine Empire um, or the the Eastern Roman Empire. Uh, so when Rome uh, splits apart between east and west, the eastern capital becomes Constantinople. Uh, probably at one point the most important city in the world, uh, and they control typical like New York to LA thing. Yes, you couldn't make it in comedy, so yeah. you got to move across to the eastern capital. Like, uh, try to make it there. Get on a TV show. I hear the, I hear the weather's nicer in, <laughs> in Constantinople. If I'm gonna be uh, <laughs> unfamous and poor, I might as well do it where it's nice. Exactly. Um, and in January, I get it. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> it's pretty depressing in New York right sure. now. But no. So the. Um, so the Byzantines controlled much of that region um, for a long time, um, but then the region of Anatolia started to become under the uh, come under the control of the Turks, um, and the Turks are uh, an ethnic group um, that didn't originate in Turkey. Uh, they came from uh, Central uh, uh, Central Asia and China, uh, and over the course of like the uh, the 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 first what was it the first millennium AD in the middle of that like around 700 800 AD uh, they start gradually migrating uh, westward. Also, for like much respect for everyone in New Jersey, like a millennia is a thousand years, even though it could be confusing because <laughs> they they start with the M and you think it's like a million years. Yeah, yeah, no, no. millennium. It's it sounds similar to a million, so we get it. But no, no, no. <laughs> thousand years, first millennium AD. Um, so yeah, the, as the the Turks they're moving west, um, they're they're changing. Their culture starts to change as they start to move into Islamic lands. Uh, and so the Turks, as they move west, they will convert to Islam. Um, and I mean that this is just a thing that you know happens oftentimes. You move into a new region, you adopt the local religion. Oftentimes to just to get the local people on your side. Um, and some of these groups of Turks uh, become more successful than others. Um, and probably the most successful of them were the Seljuk Turks. Um, and the Seljuk Turks, they get their name from a guy named Seljuk. And I think the, uh, one of the funniest things about a lot of these, a lot of these empires that we'll talk about today is that they basically just, who was the first guy who founded us? Seljuk. Okay. We're the Seljuk empire now. Um, 
Yo, that like works for because like their names are old and like we think they're like ancient and special. Yeah. But like no one's fucking joining the Rob Army Empire. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, it doesn't sound as yes, cool today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who controls North America? Uh, the Rub Rubanian. <laughs> <laughs> seated at his throne in Perth Amboy, New Jersey <laughs> on, a, on a iron throne of natty ice cans <laughs> and and the the, the the Robanians are under uh, frequently coming into conflict uh, conflict with the uh, the the Joe the Bartonians the Bartonians yeah, <laughs> that works better um, is that from the south or from from the north where'd you go well we we started in the south and we gradually migrated north. oh you're trying to encircle us yeah yeah, right. yeah yeah all right so we we have we have ambi- <laughs> we have ambitious plans ambitious <laughs> um so this the seljuks uh they, they're moving around the 10th and the 11th centuries and uh it, seljuk was the first guy um and again the, the empire gets its name from him but it's really his uh his successors that really um get the empire to its its largest state uh, he had two grandsons, uh, Tugril and Chagri, uh, and they would eventually, um, they're going to really expand the empire, and uh, eventually they're going to control everything from uh, basically central Anatolia to Jerusalem, uh, Persia, and then everything as far east as the Hindu Kush Mountains. That's where that good Kush comes from. Nice. Uh, and so, so a bunch of dudes moved down from modern day, what, what's it called up there? What region was it? It was like Central Asia, China, Eastern okay. or Western China. So they moved down, converted to Muslim or to Islam. Yeah, and then they started. They conquered from Anatolia over to the to India, essentially. Yeah, so a very large empire, and again, kind of what we now think of as like the modern Middle East. Most of that, um, and they're gonna uh, they 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 won a major battle over the Byzantines uh, in 1071, and that gave them control over Anatolia. Um, and after that point, they're going to form the, the, what we think of as the Seljuk Empire. Uh, but as the Seljuk Empire uh, grows... Yes, as we all think on our daily thought of the Seljuk Empire. Yes, <laughs> as we all know. Every day I wake up and I think, oh, that Seljuk Empire. <laughs> so they, but the Seljuk Empire at its greatest uh, will start to break apart um, and what basically it just grows too large and so it'll be based out of a couple of different um major regions um and the anatolian branch will become known as the uh the sultanate of rum uh rum getting its name uh the the, the turkish name for rome um and that's a, that's a common theme that we'll talk a lot about is that uh the the turks even though they are muslim they're islamified they still they 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 think of themselves as the successors to the roman empire Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a couple of guys in particular will, will really um, draw heavily upon that kind of lineage. Uh, but they always think of themselves as both being Islamic, but also like we're the next great empire in the tradition of Rome. Of or, course. Uh, the, or Alexander the Great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the, so the, the uh, Seljuk Rum uh, will exist uh, for uh, a few hundred years. But basically what happens is... Um, the the Turks, uh, as they become very successful, uh, it starts to uh, bother the the European powers. 
uh, especially when they take uh, the Holy Land, because uh, Jerusalem had been under uh, Christian control for uh, several centuries. And so when they take uh, Jerusalem, it starts to worry the, the Christians, and they're going to declare the First Crusade, I think it was 1095, and then the as a result of the Crusades, uh, it basically destroys uh, most of what had been the Seljuk Empire uh, gradually in the First and the Second Crusade. Um, these European crusaders uh, are going to start taking over the region and breaking it apart. Uh, and then eventually uh, the the uh, Seljuk Turks uh, in Anatolia, they managed to escape most of the crusades. They did, weren't the main target, um, but they're going to be uh, eventually wiped out uh, in 12, uh, 1270 uh, by another great empire, the Mongols. Hell yeah. Uh, so the Mongols under Genghis Khan had begun expanding in the 13th century, uh, and by um, what is it, uh, 1270, uh, they're going. Uh, that was like their greatest extent. But they well, uh, they did well. They did pretty well. They uh, it's still the largest contiguous empire in world history. Um, is but, there a larger uncontiguous one? Yeah. Who's the uncontiguous one? British. Wow. Sun never sets, baby. Oh damn. Um, got them boats. I got a lot of boats. Naval power, baby. That's right. something that comes into uh, Ottoman history later on. Uh, but anyway, so the uh, the Mongols defeat the the Seljuk Turks, and what they're going to do is they're going to uh, divide up the region of um, Anatolia. Uh, so before it had been under the control of one sultan, uh, and now they're going to break up the different parts of Anatolia into uh, what they call bailiks, uh, or an, um, kind of a more common term is an emirate. Uh, and each uh, emirate will be led by a bey or a chief. Um, and that's going to be kind of the, the system of governance uh, in Anatolia until the Ottomans will start to uh, it's like when you call a power. girl Bay. Uh, yeah. You want her to run your emirate. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, the da 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 da, and uh, one of them is uh, one of these bailiffs is Rum, uh, and so Rum will always kind of uh, remain a, an important part of uh, in the Ottoman Empire later on. Um, all right, skip a little ahead. Uh, so by the 1250s, uh, this is a, a little a couple years after the Mongols. Um, have defeated uh, the Seljuk Turks um, in the late 1250s, probably around the year 1258. We're not really sure, uh, but there was a guy who was born, uh, a guy born in a little town in Anatolia, <laughs> uh, and his name was Osman. Was that? Uh, Do we have a joke prep for this one? Nope. No. <laughs> I was hoping you might. <laughs> uh, uh, Osman, uh, what's the deal with that? He's pretty awesome. I'll oh, tell you that much right now. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's uh, that's it for today. I think. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. <laughs> no, so Osman, um, he he is the Ottoman Empire. His name is not Ottoman. Ottoman is the uh, the uh, Westernized, Europeanized name for Osman. Um, it, but Osman is essentially where the Ottoman Empire derives from uh, and who he who was he uh he was 
just a regular old guy born in Anatolia, probably in like the western or like northwestern part of Anatolia, pretty close to where the Byzantine Empire was. And they're was. living in the field. They're living up on the, the plateau the there. The plateau, the steppe. Yeah, they're riding um, horses, they're chewing tobacco, right? <laughs> they, got that, they got that skull in their lip. They got, uh, instead of, the, I mean, they, they got the, instead of cowboy heads, they just got those giant turbans. Yeah, giant turban, man. Yeah, that'll, like, that'll protect you for the sun. Um, they used to wrangle. They were they were wranglers, but yeah, basically the the people of Anatolia they were uh, pastoral herders. Uh, sometimes they did farm, but for the most part they were um, semi nomadic. They moved around, and primarily they were sheep herders. Hmm. Uh, damn sheep herders! Yeah, you know why you don't like sheep herders? Why? Because the sheep they eat the grass down to the root. And so then all the other animals can't eat the grass. God damn. That's it's fucking sheep herders. So every time I see a sheep, I kick them right in the face. <laughs> that's uh. the first thing you should do. <laughs> um, anyway, so Osman, he's born sometime 1250s. And he's not really an important person. Like he's not, uh, he was not born into royalty. But probably his father was some sort of um, local tribal chief of some sort. Uh, and then when his father dies sometime in the 1280s, uh, he will inherit some land, uh, maybe some horses, uh, and he will then gradually begin to expand. Uh, and we don't really know much about the early Ottoman history because uh, they weren't writing about it, uh, which is unfortunate. And most of what we know about the very early Ottomans is kind of based on myth. Yeah, they used to walk around, and if you were trying to write about it, they would slap the book in your hand. Be like, <laughs> get up, nerd. Fucking pussy over here is trying to write shit. We, we're conquering bitches. Finish that baklava. <laughs> we about to round up these horses. You like baklava? Oh, I love baklava. It's good. I used to not like it when I was a kid, but I've grown to like it. What don't you like about it? Is it all the delicious flavor in each... 40 layers of thin honey paper or whatever too, it is. There was too many layers. <laughs> too many layers. It yeah, freaks me out. Uh, no, I like it now. Oh, meshes. Well, in my hometown, there was a really big Greek population, and so there was a lot of baklava around. <laughs> sounds, sounds horrible, Joe. <laughs> it was a rough life. Fun fact. So my hometown, uh, there was a large Greek population that moved there, and then they all opened up pancake houses. Uh, so you, you to direct competition with the Waffle House revolutions. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of. I mean, it, it's very much like the Turks and the Byzantines. You got the waffles, uh, <laughs> waffle, uh, the Waffle Ottomans, yeah, and, and the and Byzantine. Wa- <laughs> and the Waffle House is like, listen, like we make you a sheet of carbohydrates that has structure and uh, formations for your syrup. And these fucking savages over there with their pancakes just syrup going everywhere. Let butter slide where it will. It where it will unacceptable and then uh that's why uh, we lost a lot of men that day <laughs> not just that day not that uh, so anyways osman he uh some his father dies sometime around 1280 and he's gonna uh start taking control over the region uh and basically you know in this time period uh the if you can uh get people under your control if you can convince them hey join me you know, like kind of like we talked about in the Jamestown episode. Like, join my group. I can offer you protection. I can Y'all want to be food. in a village or empire, bro? Hey, we we we, we build an empire. <laughs> you want to get it on the ground floor? Yeah. You guys walking around wearing different color T-shirts. I got T-shirts of the same color. We can all wear them. <laughs> Everybody got, will know who we, we are. We'll be a team. We'll be the Osmans. And then we can start hating people around us, and then take their money. Justify that kind mm-hmm. of. Sounds good to me. All right, I'm in. 
So uh, send me your email. <laughs> I'll send over the beats. Uh, actually, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get not trying to get on any email list uh, right now. <laughs> we have a group message. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, sorry, I'm. Not available. I, I don't like getting those good I get texts in the middle of the night and, and like I have like a I've got a Samsung so like everybody else has an iPhone uh, and it looks different in the group right. chat it's not good um, that's how um, the Bulgarian people came about oh yeah they w- didn't join the group text <laughs> didn't join the group so the the so a, a big part of the the myth of, of kind of the Ottoman Empire that's founding is uh, the dream of Osman. Um, and what happens is at one point, uh, he's supposedly, he has this dream, uh, and the dream involves, uh, he's, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> and he, <laughs> I'm Joe Barton. <laughs> no, I'm reading off a script that Rob is actively editing right now and I just throwing keep, me off. <laughs> keep writing, I'm Joe Barton, question mark, in the... I was wondering why that kept popping up. I don't remember writing that. <laughs> so anyways, he has a dream. I have a dream that one day uh, we're going to control all the lands, Asia, Europe, Africa, mountains, the Caucasus, the Atlases, I'm so pardoned, <laughs> the Taurus Mountains, the, I don't even know what these mountains are, the Hamus Mountains. Hamus. We're going to have them. We're going to have the Tigris, the Euphrates, the Danube, the Nile. Those are all the big ones. Those are the big ones. Not the Mississippi, though. They didn't dream that big. <laughs> I saw Mississippi. some horrible things up in those mountains. <laughs> they were Hamas. Hey, oh. <laughs> uh, and then he's got their cities filled with pyramids and towers and minarets. We don't know what minarets are yet, but one day there's going to be minarets. Um, and uh, and the, the I have a flat screen, a Ferrari. <laughs> I got tigers. <laughs> Why do I, I just tigers? Say, I just say, hey, Alexa, and then I order paper towels. I don't know. This just <laughs> sounds pretty great. Maybe one day it's going to happen. Uh, so anyway so the uh, the muslim call to prayer could be heard in the city of constantinople uh the ultimate prize because still constantinople in this time period is like the the jewel of uh the world where east meets west and so uh he goes to this holy man uh i wrote his name the he was a, a sufi holy man named sheik Edabali, and he tells him about this dream and then this guy's like, oh, that sounds pretty great. You, I think you're destined for great things. You can marry my daughter. Uh, and so he marries this, <laughs> this guy's daughter. Uh, and then It's like when, uh, if I ever have a daughter, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, may, may I have your permission to marry? And you're like, let's mm-hmm. hear them dreams, boy. <laughs> I, I want to know that one day you're going to rule over a large empire. <laughs> And if he's got weak ass dreams, if he's like, you know, like I just want to, like I maybe I'll control like a small local region. Yeah. <laughs> mm, you got you, you got to dream bigger than that, man. Or you like sometimes I dream that my hands are clocks, and it's like, see, see you're, this, not, you're not fit. So this guy, he's one of those guys who he really thinks his daughter's like a, a queen. She's a princess, and so she really deserves as, as a good father should. He does. She deserves uh, a sultan, as it were. Um... And so, whether or not this dream really happened, probably did not. But this is dev- part of the the founding myth of Ottoman history, and it, and partially, it, like it, it will go on to explain everything that comes afterwards. Because this is basically what happens: they're going to control all the regions that he they describe in this dream. Uh, but a big part, another important thing is that the um, religion is also important to the Ottomans. Uh, again, the the Turks had uh, become Islamified uh, as they had moved westward um and these um 
these religious leaders are really important um, in the development of, of Ottoman his, of um, Ottoman power, um, and the the blessing of a a Sufi holy man was a very important thing, and it was also not only important to have his blessing, but also um, um, kind of like his allyship um, is going to be important if you're going to develop into a leader. You got to have a holy man telling people that you're That's right. a Napole- leader. Napoleon did it. You got to have that. It's what's it's uh, it's necessary. So, um, and and definitely also a part of the early Ottoman history, how they um, it spread was the. Um, um, I mean, whenever they conquer places, they're going to build mosques, but there's also a lot of religious people. And at least in their earlier years, there was a, a lot more religious um, tolerance. They were, uh, they were Sunni Muslims. They're fairly orthodox in their beliefs, but at least they were able to um, uh, be, they were willing to have more um, uh, mystic mystical guys like uh, mystical Muslim guys and uh, kind of weird uh, Islamic doctrines and and it's all part of the early Ottoman history and they have these guys called dervishes mm-hmm. and the dervishes are like kind of like wandering monks or Islamic monks and they go around spreading um, the religion and in the earlier years uh, they were very accommodating to them and so whenever they build a settlement they'll build a, a dervish lodge um, at the mosque um, and so that's also a, a part of the way that the Ottoman uh, Empire will rise or spread is because these guys are kind of also acting as propagandists um, <clears throat> and trying to get the local population to, to join uh, the Ottomans. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Um, I'm Joe Barton. So we're, keep, we're keeping moving. We're moving. Oh, so you, go ahead. What are you saying? You want to play? Uh, let's just uh, do our segment of a show. Is this racist? Um, my <laughs> <Probably>. friends. Are- <laughs> yeah, the answer is yes. <laughs> but let's let's go. On. Um, we used to play a game called the Sultan in the in the in a pool in my neighborhood, and uh, we had like a like a big blow up thing, and you had to try to sit in the middle, legs crossed, mm-hmm. and uh, people would try to rip you off, and then take become the Sultan. I mean, it's kind of racist just because you're white. Well, I mean, you probably had some non-white friends, right? You grew up in a diverse area. Was it all whites doing this? Uh, I think there was an Indian guy. Oh, one, okay, there you go. That that kind of counts. And one, yeah. But then, I mean, basically, that's what it was. I feel like, at least in the earlier years, that was what it was like to be because- a <laughs> We need one guy to justify this game. But no, I mean, that was kind of what it was like in the earlier years. If you were going to be sultan, uh, you were on. You had to defend yourself. Uh, defend your throne against a lot of challengers. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Or else we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll to, get, that. get, we'll get to, to it. We'll get to it. But so the um, the Ottomans come into the historical records. The first time they're written about uh, is in thir- in the early 1300s because they start to then come into contact with the Byzantines. Uh, and the Byzantine Empire uh, had recently kind of come back because they had been destroyed in I think it was the Fourth Crusade. Um, the uh, it was a Crusader army and uh, uh, combined with uh, Venetians, uh, they destroyed the city of Constantinople. I think in the mid 1200s. Um, and then eventually the Byzantines will come back uh, and reoccupy the city and try to reestablish the empire much lesser, much lesser than it had been before. Um, but they, the Ottomans will come into contact with them in 1301, and then they find a major battle in 1302, the Battle of Baphius, uh, and an Ottoman, a larger Ottoman army defeats a smaller Byzantine army. Um, and basically, that puts them on the map. 
Um, Because before that point, you know, they're just one of many local tribes, you know, wandering around the steppe of uh, of Turkey uh, or Anatolia, uh, raiding. Uh, But this is the first time when they've come into a pitched battle uh, with a major a major force and they come out victorious nice uh and that's a big deal um and so after that it's at this time where they start to become um less nomadic um and it's when they're going to start to start start settling down you know mm-hmm. you've been you've been wandering you've been a cowboy for too long you've been a cowboy for too you've been long singing that sad sad song and you know sometimes you just want to settle down with a nice wife on the on the prairie uh-huh. settle down and start an empire or you know? a hall or a hall full of concubines oh you could do that too why settle with just one wife have a lot of them that will all bear your children yep um and why you know why just pick one favorite smoke a smoke a cigarette sounds nice the ottoman (laughs) what do you smoke i smoke ottomans (laughs) is that what you smoke uh okay so they they're gonna um and osman um He's going to die uh, in 1326. Um, as and, all men do. As old men do. Uh, he's, I mean, probably by that point, he was, see, he was born in 15, around 1260, so he lives to be about 66, maybe about 70 years old, so that's, that's a pretty decent life. That's really sweet. That's um, a long-ass life. That's a pretty, uh, especially if you're, you're a warrior, you're living on the plains. You don't have antibiotics. You don't have antibiotics. You don't have clean drinking water. You don't know what germs are yet. Yep. <laughs> uh, you're lucky to be alive for more than a minute. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, like uh, when they got sick, they just thought it was like God, right? Pretty much. I mean... It was like a plague. Because I mean, plagues happened like all the time. Oh, yeah. They, they talk about the plague in Constantinople. There was a plague. Um, there's European plagues all the time. Um, and I mean, but it also, I mean, they, they do have, you know, I mean, but definitely medicine had a error and healing had a religious aspect to it, sure. of course. Um, but right around the time that he dies, they begin, um, a major siege at the city of Bursa, uh, Bursa, Bursa. Um, and so then I was walking, I'm like, I want to, I want to expand my empire. And I'm like, I see this, I see this girl over here. She, a, she a big beauty girl. She a Byzantine. Her name is Bursa. And I'm like, hey, Bursa. Like, Call her Big Bursa. I like your castle. I like the way your rooks look. I want to, may I, may I enter? And Bursa was like, nah, dog, you're going to have to burst, you're going to have to Bursa your way in here. <laughs> uh, I'm willing to do that. I'm yeah. willing to, I'm willing to wave a flag. I, you know what? I'm going to build a castle right next to yours. Yeah, yeah. I'm going I'm to sit right next to you. I'm going to wait you out. I'm going to wait you out. How much food you got in you there? Got food. <laughs> we got food for 15 years. Like, guess what I'm doing for 15 years? It's like, you're going to get bored. Mm-hmm. I'm stupid. I'll sit here. I got nothing better to do. I, what, do you, what do you? What else am I going to do? I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to you out. I got a Winnebago with the TV in it. I don't get. I got. I got a stack of magazines I haven't gotten to in, in months. I probably won't get to them. I, I said, like I always do that. I say I'm going to ca- capture a city, and when we do, because you know how we capture at this point is just kind of starve people yeah you surround the city and, and then i'm like and we have no ability to knock down walls no ability no, no, no. And the, the the cannons they're we, pretty tall walls they, they're, they're very well built with stones craftsmanship the heart, heart there's yeah they're so hard uh um and uh and i always say i'm like as we got we have 15 years to kill i'm gonna get to them magazines i'm gonna get to the magazines. And you know what happens every goddamn time you Joe? don't you don't get to them you never get to you got to <laughs> 
<laughs> you never do. You never do. And then in 1320, you've been besieging Bursa for five years at this damn uh, point, haven't got to any of the magazines, and finally the city falls. <laughs> um, and you're like, son of a bitch. Next time. Next, next time. time. <laughs> you but put him away. You put him away. Put him back in the in the in the cabinet. Uh-huh. So the city of Bursa falls, and and whether or not Osman was still alive when that happens is uh, disputed by historians. He either dies probably right before or right after, and there's some some say that he was when he heard the the bells of the city or something when it, the city fell. That's when he dies, and probably that's a bunch of nonsense. But also, whenever I read in these books that I'm trying to read uh and so, something that says uh, it's disputed by historians mm-hmm. i imagine the most nerd pathetic fight yeah. like just two people throwing uh ink at each other yeah i mean it's a it's it's a couple guys in glasses and tweed jackets uh-huh. uh m- arguing minor points <laughs> well in, th- in this account from the byzantine constantine pelagius he says <laughs> that's third party information you can't validate it <laughs> that was written a hundred years after the fact it's not a primary <laughs> document <laughs> Uh, that's exactly what historians <laughs> <That's know. laughs> Um So anyway, so he dies. He's going to be succeeded by his son, Orhan. Um, and succession in the early Ottoman His Empire. son is Puerto Rican? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Orhan. Orhan. Venga. <laughs> you see this castle? It's, uh, it's yours now. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Can't, can't uh, I see how it is, Joe. You're not willing to do a racist Puerto Rican accent with me. You, you, you draw the line there. I'm just going to leave you hanging out to dry. You're going you're gonna to sh- let me Shane Gillis on this podcast, but not fuck. All right. All right. You, okay. Continue. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> Hopefully, everyone ignored that part. No, the. So he's going to go about fulfilling his father's dream. Um, also, one thing to note is uh, to talk a little bit about succession for the Ottomans and, the, and Turks in general. So um, the way succession works, um, it's there's no real law. Um, <laughs> so it's basically whoever one it's one of the sons of the leader when he dies. One of the, his sons will come into power. It's not necessarily the oldest. Oftentimes it was the oldest, or the oldest was often thought to be the person most likely to succeed. Um, But it was basically about whichever of his sons is the most powerful. Um, And that's kind of goes back to the more Eastern tradition and like the Eastern cultural part of the Turks. Um, So they do draw upon um, Islamic doctrine and law, but they're also uh, drawing upon, you know, further Eastern uh, kind of like Central Asian or Chinese. Um, ways of succession and a lot of that is just kind of the um whoever is the most powerful and takes control is uh has basically god's will you know god uh chose you and if you are able to wipe out all the rest of your brothers uh and all other would-be challengers you're the rightful leader well that's what empires do right Basically, but there at least and, and you know at least in some of the European powers, there was more of a, a legal system of okay, so there's the the king or the whatever whatever uh, leader, and then the next person is going to be his oldest son, and then it goes down like that. Or sometimes there are um, some of the other European powers they had um, 
feudal systems where the feudal lords um, or in the Eastern and Central Europe, sometimes they're called diets, um, and they would choose the leader. They would vote upon whoever it would be, and oftentimes it was um, it would go down family lines. But um, this is going to be a system where the person who is next, it's going to be in the same family, and from the Ottoman history, it is the same family that controls it from the time they start all the way until the time it collapses. Um, and so, so this is the is this the state sanctioned fratricide? Well, that will come into being later. But, okay, but, but this is kind of the the origin of it. Yeah, so the the state sanctioned fratricide comes in uh, in the the mid fourteen hundreds. Um, there have been other leaders before then, but basically, and even um, was um, Osman when he comes to power, it's often thought that he might have had a brother that he killed um, before he became yeah. the local chief. Um, and so, definitely part of Ottoman culture um, and Turkish culture is um, going to be uh, the sons of the sultan. Uh, or will constantly be fighting for who is going to be succeed him as sultan. Um, and sometimes it is whoever is the most powerful. Sometimes it's whoever is the most well-liked by the sultan. Sometimes it's going to be whoever is backed by the military. Um, and it's going to... Different time, Different things will happen at different times. But an important thing to note. Um, so anyway, Orhan, he's going to continue to expand. Uh, he takes the city of uh, Insik in 1331. The uh, city of Nicomedia uh, or Izmit in 1337. Nicomedia. <laughs> And then, Closed shortly after Blockbuster. Yes. <laughs> and they uh, these sieges again they last years because the the Ottomans they are a um, their their army is based on cavalry um, so they don't really have siege warfare they don't have siege towers they don't have cannons they can't knock down city walls so these sieges you're just starving out whoever's inside uh, and so when the time by the time they conquer these cities usually most of the inhabitants are dead. Um, and they're eating rats and all that fun stuff. Uh, love to eat, love eating some rats. That's when you. He, that's that's when you know you've hit rock bottom. You start eating rats. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, get to tunneling. I don't know. <laughs> like, get it. Well, that that was a, a, one of the <laughs> one of the sieges they do. I think it's the siege of Constantinople. They they tried to tunnel under the city walls, and then the uh, the Byzantines uh, dig countermines, so they actually are fighting underneath under the ground, trying to break into the city and trying to break out. Oh, yeah, that happens. Fun stuff. <laughs> um, all right, where are we? So he's they're expanding. They they capture a couple other cities, um, and they're going. Uh, let's see. That uh, yeah, this is really when they um they start to transition from nomadic raiders into a sedentary army. Uh, where they when they conquer a city, they will settle and repopulate it. So they're not just making raids. Uh, they're they're here to stay. Um, and so as they do, um, they're, they're really what starting to skin. Well, the last one they did was Ismit, uh, but they got Bursa, Iznik and Ismit. Um, and then they're going to start to, re- um, uh, Orhan is the first person to actually meet with the Byzantine emperor. Um, and so kind of, that's like a recognition of his power. Ooh. Yeah. He's willing to sit down with this guy. Um, anyway, so the, yeah, the, the basically, the, the Emperor Andronicus, he's hoping to like maintain what little power they have left in the region. So he's trying to negotiate with this guy. He's like, hey, you know, I'm going to recognize your power. You know, you are now, you know, officially like you're your own Balak. 
um, but please stop taking my fucking cities. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I mean, the the Byzantine Empire uh, if really in this point is <clears throat> they're in con- almost continual decline, sure. and they're trying to just maintain uh, what little power they had left at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, Andronicus dies, uh, and then eventually the Byzantine Empire will. Uh, get into civil war um and then the the ottomans will kind of take advantage of that in fact um uh trying to kind of get involved in byzantine politics orhan married uh one of the uh the daughters uh of the byzantine empire uh empire um and even and in this time period though the they are muslims they are willing to marry um Christians or uh, people of other religions, and uh, purely for political reasons. Um, and it's very it's rare that it happens the reverse of that. Usually, it's. Mo- I mean, they were so like the Ottomans were uh, nomadic for a while. They were nomadic, and uh, they believed in uh, like a Shia form of. No, they're, Isla- they're Sunni. They're Sunni. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, so they believe they're Sunni, but they believed in like a more less li- or more liberal uh, Islam because they couldn't go to mosques all the time. Because they didn't have them, yeah. So that's what, like that. That's that's kind of like so. Their like uh, liberalness is into like how strict to follow the rules is kind of and built a, into their and also society. Par- partially because they're they're Turkish, and I think the the Turkish culture, um, Turkish Islamic culture, is fairly different than like Arab Islamic culture. Sure, um, and they and they do have some doctrinal doctrinal di- differences. The way they they. Uh, Maybe on a few minor things, and then also, but just culturally, their social life was uh, the life that the people living in Anatolia much different than people who were living um, in like the Arabian Peninsula. Oh, for sure. Yeah, um, and so, but yeah, they're much, they're very willing to um, to intermarry with Christians for political reasons, um, and uh, usually, but it's usually Muslims marrying Christian women, and very rarely the opposite happening. Um, but they. But as they do this, um, you know, as they're expanding, you know, they are drawing upon um, Islamic um, ideas. Uh oh, what's that? Maya, what's going on? Maya, we're podcasting. Can't can't bark during the podcast. Can't bark during the podcast. It's okay. It gives me a minute to look at my notes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's not for uh, Islamic Christian marriage. Ooh, she she's a. Uh, She's kind of kind of racist. Actually, she <laughs> she is a German. She is German, uh, but which is actually very tolerant. We'll get the to Germans it. don't hate the Turks. They don't hate the Turks. They are willing to work with them. Um, yeah, so they they are willing to marry Christians, um, and but the, their their expansion is very much religiously based. Um, you know, the, you know the a lot of the terms we are familiar with today, like jihad or, or ga- uh, I think the word they always use, Ghazis. Uh, like Ghazis basically means warriors. Uh, and these early Ottoman Ghazis or leaders are um, fighting a religious war against the Byzantine Christians. Um, and they are using um, the um, Islamic doctrine as a, uh, a justification for their expansion, and they will always have that. Uh, that's it's always easier for them to attack Christians than it is for them to attack other Muslims. Yeah. Uh, whenever they attack other Muslims, they have to really come up with some convoluted excuses to do so. Uh, but it's very easy to attack Christians. So because- if I was if I was a an Anatolian peasant man, mm-hmm. and you're trying to convince me to join uh, your your band, yeah, my band. Uh, of, we need a bassist. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say a band of raiders. Uh, 
Well, we play we play instruments too. <laughs> yeah. What do you What do you think we do? What do you think we're doing when we're not reading magazines outside of a, <laughs> yeah. a castle? Gotta play some instruments. So, what's your pitch? How do you get me to join? How do you uh, get me? To, what do you What do you What are you, what are you guys doing right now? Oh, uh, we're we're gonna conquer the city over here. And you're Sultan who? Oh, I'm I'm Orhan. You're Sultan Orhan. Right. I'm son of Osman. Yeah, I heard about that. Guy. You know Osman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you want me to you want me to join your band? Yeah, join my band. We we need we can always use guys. What are you? Uh, I'm I'm Muslim. Oh, great. Yeah, join us. You know, get you get in get in on the ground floor. Why should I join? Uh, well, I mean, what else are you gonna do? You just gonna be some sheep herder all your life? I got great sheep. You got well, I mean, but do you want more sheep? Maybe you'd want to settle down and have a house. I mean, that's like, uh, that's all nice, but I'm not yeah. willing to risk my life for that. Well, it sounds like you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. What are you, a Marines recruiter over here? <laughs> if you're not a pussy, you're gonna join my provincial cavalry. I mean, is there any? Is there any kind of like? Uh, is there any reason that I should join your band? Well, I mean, God kind of says you have to. Like if you're a good, you say you're a Muslim, and I assume you're so a good like, Muslim. You're, you're a good Muslim, right? So I'm not. So I'm not gonna live in paradise if I don't do it. Yeah, I mean, if you don't come out and conquer uh, infidels and subject them um, and, and do it in the name of God, shit. Um, All right. Yeah, you're probably going to hell. All right. You want those virgins, right? Those virgins. Those pretty good virgins. I'm talking about. No, I just. All right. All right. Yeah. Get my, get my, get my, get my saber. <laughs> as, as you do. <laughs> as you do. Uh, and that's how it happened. And my hat. <laughs> you got a real big hat. Um, and my sheet. Oh, yeah. Well, bringing the sheet. Well, we went to, uh, so we went to the, the Met the other day, and we were looking at some Ottoman art, and they had some Ottoman not art. Not the, the baseball team, though. The art one. Yes. <laughs> not, not, not where the Mets play. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be cool if you went to City Field, and they just had, like, an Islamic art exhibition <laughs> inside city field <laughs> you know they got like a ton of things to do there it's great it's great you know go see the mets uh our, our home our favorite hometown team hit some homers and then uh learn about eastern there's like a greek, a greek roman statue at the yeah you got you got uh the hot dogs would be a little smaller i'm but... trying to think who's a famous mets player you got tug mcgraw got a statue of him mike piazza oh yeah piazza well he's like the newer Sultan Piazza. Tug McGraw, he's Tim McGraw's dad. Is he really? Yeah, he was on the 68 World Series team. Or 68 or 69? One of those? I think it's 68. Yeah, too bad. Uh, Well, can we do a quick anecdote about that? Sure. My mom was uh, like uh, in love with a guy in 1968 Hmm. who was into the Mets. And she wrote this really nice letter to someone at the Mets. I don't know how you do that, but she did. And they sent well, they her address, a I'm sure. PO they, box. Yeah, yeah. And they read it, and they sent her a, a baseball signed with the entire '68 winning really? Mets. Like, and everyone on that team signed it. Yeah. And she gave it to the guy. Yeah. And then the guy broke up with her. Damn. Uh, like a couple years ago, she like uh, asked someone who kind of knew, and they were like, "How much would that be worth?" And they're like, "Oh, like over." 10 grand yeah or something like that like it's yeah the whole team um <laughs> like and you, if you had the letter for the bex organization that would yeah that would be amazing yeah damn <laughs> that's a damn shame that'd be really cool that's why we don't tr- we don't trust these we don't love these hoes we don't love these hoes that's right and hoes if my mom had had rap music she would have known to keep that <laughs> you give it to him after you get married that's right you lock it down lock it down first 
<laughs> Speaking of locking it down, what did what did Orhan lock down? He locked down uh, most of northwestern Anatolia. That's good. Um, that is good. Um, it's a good. Did region. he lock down Constantinople? Didn't do that. All right. It's still too powerful. Who it's, does? Um, well, it's he. It's it, it's a it's a couple guys later. A couple um, guys later. A couple guys later. And in Constantinople, it is always it, they called it the apple because like apple was like the, the big the big apple. <laughs> They they literally called it the apple because they were like that was the the ultimate prize was Constantinople. Hey, uh, Constantinople, man! You want some you want some hot dogs? You want some, uh, well, the other part, I mean, the well, subway sucks. Okay, well, when they conquer the city, I mean, they keep the name they they Turkify uh, Constantinople, but they the name that it gets known by is the city. People yeah, call it the that's city. true. That's it. And if you're in Jersey and you're like, I'm going to the city, no one's like, oh, do you mean Philadelphia? <laughs> going to Newark? <laughs> going to Newark? No. Why would I go there? That's <laughs> a Whole Foods now, baby. Come on up, baby. Um, so, yeah, Orhan will expand uh, just like his daddy. Uh, and But eventually, um, he's going to... Uh, uh, eventually he stops and he's going to die uh, in 16 or excuse me 1362 uh, and then he's going to be replaced by Murad Murad the uh, first and Murad uh, will again continue to expand what's that I see out there in the desert is it a uh, is it an oasis of water and, and coconuts no it's <laughs> it's a Murad <laughs> <laughs> thank you Joe for <laughs> doing that with me all right next one we're really good at improv here um and it's it's really under maraud that they they really begin to make some significant gains uh and it's it's when they start to move into uh the region of thrace um which is the basically the the year the european side of constantinople what's your what's your middle name dace dace (laughs) joseph thrace barton (laughs) uh so yeah, Orhan dies 1360. Uh, 1360. I keep saying 16. Um, they beat the Bulgarians in a major battle in 1365, uh, and forcing Bulgaria to pay taxes to the Sultan. Um, oh, and so that's the thing. So who's the first Sultan? I always forget. Is it Orhan? No, Orhan's the second. So so, um, so technically, um, I guess Osman is the first Sultan. So he declares himself Sultan. But then Orhan's next. And then Murad. But Murad defeats them. And now, so the Bulgarians, they're the first kind of European power to really become under um, the vassalage of uh, the Ottomans. And they're going to have to pay a tax to them. Uh, And then the next major thing happens 1369. They capture the city of Adrianople, uh, which they will Turkify and call Adirna, which is called today. Uh, And that... uh, not immediately, but that will eventually become the next Ottoman capital. Uh, Bursa, the, the first major city that they had conquered, uh, was really the center. It was the capital and the center of the early Ottoman history. And most of the um, original, uh, the first mosques that they build are all in Bursa. Um, uh, usually the, the earlier um, sultans and the the royal family members are buried in Bursa uh, as opposed to the other cities. 
But eventually they're going to move their capital to Adirna. Um, and all throughout uh, Murad's reign, they're going to start uh, warring with the various Balkan um, principalities and despots. Um, and he's pretty successful. Um, again, he beats the Bulgarians. Uh, and then they have another major battle, the Battle of Kosovo, uh, which was June 15th, 1389. Uh, and it's a... Uh, a coalition of various uh, Balkan principalities. The Serbs are the, the main ones, but also the Bosnians um, are going to lose a major battle to the Ottomans. Um, and it's a, ma- it's a really significant battle because it basically destroyed the uh, Serbian resistance. And the Serbs have been kind of the, the most powerful of all the Balkan states. Um, it destroys the, the Serbian resistance to the Ottomans. Uh, but also Murad I, uh, the sultan, is killed in battle. Because um, like, these guys, you know, they're, they're on the front lines of their troops. Um, and he is unfortunately uh, killed in, in, as a result of the fighting. Uh, and he is succeeded by his son, Bayezid I. Uh, and this is the first um, documented example of fratricide. Um, so when um, his father dies, basically the first thing that Bezid does um, is kills his younger brother uh, to ensure that there's not going to be uh, any struggle for the throne. Uh-huh. It's a sibling rivalry in the Ottoman Empire. Very intense. You know how... Uh, you, you grew up with a brother, Rob. What, yeah, was, what was that like? Uh, I mean... Did you often think that when your father died that you would have to kill your brother? Absolutely. <laughs> to inherit all oh, his yeah, yeah. possessions. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that works. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I mean that's uh it's it's crazy. Uh it's like I I guess people weren't people weren't that close back then with their brother. I don't know. I mean it, it seems like often there are times where it seems like there is some conflict. Like they, they don't always want to have to kill him, but they're like, Well, if I don't now, he's there's <laughs> always a chance he can come back. <laughs> What else am I supposed to do? You just gotta kill. Him. I mean, your your scar with Mufasa on the on the oh, cliffs. Shit. You gotta throw him off if you want that title. Mufasa sounds like a. There he, is a, there, he sounds he could be a, a there's sultan. Mustafa. There's a lot there's of Mustafa. Mustafa. Yeah, yeah, he could be an, an Ottoman <laughs> sultan. Um. Yeah. So they. So Murad dies. Bayezid ex, uh, succeeds, and he's gonna kill his brother uh, to maintain power. Oh, so we were talking about we talked about the Battle of um, Kosovo, uh, which is 1389, where Murad the first died, and I didn't we didn't talk about this, but an important thing that happens during Murad's reign is that uh, he creates the Janissary Corps, nice. um, which is a very important part of Ottoman history. Um, the Janissaries were originally basically the 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 Sultan's bodyguard, um, and they were the first. Um, kind of iteration of the Janissary Corps is they were recruited um, from cr- uh, captured um, Christian soldiers um, or Christian uh, people, they uh, Christian slaves that they had bought. <clears throat> and they were brought into, uh, again, basically serve as the king or the sultan's bodyguard. And they were chosen, spe- they chose them specifically people who were not Muslims and not Turks um, to serve as their bodyguard because Again, uh, anytime, uh, the, anytime there's a sultan, uh, there's always going to be people who want to be the sultan. And the other, his other brothers or other people, or other Ottomans, are always vying for power. And so they thought if the people protecting him should be removed from that. Um, they shouldn't be people who had any kind of allegiances in Turkey. 
or in within Ottoman lands. So uh, they're going to recruit non-Muslims to be part of his bodyguard. And at the Battle of Kosovo, um, the last, basically, at the end of the battle, when Murad is killed, um, he's you know protected by, by the Janissaries, and they fail to protect him. He's killed during the battle. Uh, but the Janissary Corps will grow uh, in the coming years um, and become a really important part of the uh, the Ottoman military. <clears throat> um, they are not the the largest part of the military. They're usually, um, but they're kind of like the core of the military, and they they almost s- serve as their own um, like their own separate military force. Um, and the Janissaries um, usually kind of have their own motivations, um, and sometimes that will come into conflict. Uh, with whoever is the sultan at that time, and we'll get to that in, in a little bit. But the Janissary Corps, it starts under the reign of Murad I. Murad dies at the Battle of Kosovo. He's succeeded by his son, Bayezid. Bayezid kills his brother, uh, and Bayezid will continue to expand the empire. Um, they had grown significantly under the reign of Murad. That was really when they began um, you know, their wars in the Balkans. They fight the, uh, a series of wars against the Bulgarians, the Serbs, um, and then, as a result of their incursion into the Balkans, European lands, uh, they really start to be uh, get the attention of um, the Western European powers, um, namely uh, the the you know kind of the papal states or the the. Uh, the Pope, um, and the Pope will actually uh, call a crusade. Uh, in the, the 1390s um, to fight against uh, Bayezid and the Ottomans. And what they will do is they um, <clears throat> a combined crusade force of the uh, made up of the Holy Roman Empire, the Kingdom of France, Burgundy, um, various um, Balkan states, Genoa, Venice, uh, England was actually involved, Poland, um, the Castile, Aragon, the two uh, Spanish crowns. Um, they all get involved in this crusade. And a big uh, part of the the reason why the Ottomans early on were able to succeed uh, and they weren't just wiped out immediately was there was very little unified Christian resistance to them. Um, usually the, the various Christian kingdoms and principalities had their own uh, agendas and they did not want to set those aside to unify against the Ottomans. And the Ottomans were able to, um, to really uh, take advantage of that. That's far. What's that? It's far away. It's far away. Yeah. yeah. Who wants to go all the way to Constantinople? Yeah. We, uh, we have our own things to deal with in France. There's like mountains and shit. There's a lot in of, the way. There's and... a lot of. There's a sea to cross. Ugh. That sounds like a really long voyage. Yeah. Um, and especially with the Byzantines, the early problem uh, for the, the the problem the Byzantines always had was that they were um, Orthodox Christians, um, and so they were always trying to call on the Western European powers for help. Um, with the Ottomans, and they were very rarely willing to send help because they were not Catholics, um, and so that schism between the Orthodox Catholic or the Orthodox Christians and the Latin um, Christians is always going to be a problem early on. And whenever <clears throat> the the emperor, the Byzantine emperor, is calling for help, there's always going to be you know the Pope saying, "Well, if you you know if you guys come to you know, join the Catholics, you know if you become a Catholic power." We'd be more than willing to help, um, but the Byzantines are like, nah, we we good on that, um, <sighs> and so that that really hurts them early on. But the first kind of unified res- Christian resistance to the Ottomans comes in thirteen. 
uh, 95, 96, and the, and 1396, they're gonna fight the Battle of Nicopolis, uh, which is in modern day Bulgaria. Um, and this combined crusading force uh, is uh, decisively defeated by the Ottomans. Uh, they were um, probably heavily outnumbered. We're not very sure, but they were wiped out uh, in the battle. <clears throat> and basically, that will give them um, pretty much free reign in the Balkan states um, after 1395. Um, and for the next few years, it looks as if the Ottomans are uh, an unstoppable force. Um, they've uh, pretty much beaten the Byzantines at every point. They've been beating these little Balkan principalities. And even with this unified Catholic resistance, uh, they're able to defeat them at Nicopolis. And they, who knows from where, you know, where they can expand from that point. Maybe they'll take Constantinople. Uh, Bezid tries to do that. Um, and they could start uh, expanding further into Central and you know even potentially Western Europe. Um, but a few years later, 1402, uh, right around 1400, I guess I should say, uh, there starts to be a new problem because uh, we've mostly been talking about you know the Ottoman expansions into the West, uh, into Europe. But there's a whole other continent on the other side, Asia. Pretty big continent. Good food. Good food. Uh, a lot of people over there. Uh, and there are some competing empires uh, that also are occupying in roughly the same territory that the Ottomans are. Uh, and one of them, the Iranians, the, Ura- the Iranians are run of one of them. Um, but uh, and, and control of Persia is definitely a, a big thing. People want that. Got those nice uh, elephants, elephants, rug, ma- <laughs> rug makers uh-huh. make those nice cur- Persian rugs. Nice. Um, the the most significant challenge um, to the Ottomans is going to be the Timurid Empire. Uh oh. Uh, and uh, what is Timurid? What, what, what could that possibly come from? Well, yeah, the, don't be Timurid. Be y- confident. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a pretty confident guy. His name is Timur. <laughs> Timur. Um, and Timur is a um, an interesting guy. Uh, he's, uh, I think you could you could he's a Turk he's Turkish, um, but he. The Timurids are kind of have their uh, their origins as the Mongols. Um, so the Mongols, as they moved westward, they conquered all of this land, and then as soon as Genghis Khan dies and his various um, successors die, his empire gets divided up into various khanates. Um, and one of them, uh, and one of the Turkish groups living within this region was um, <clears throat> um, was where Timur came from. He was probably born. Oh, let's see. Uh, he was born in 1336 uh, in modern-day Uzbekistan, um, and he's going to rise up. He creates his own little tribe, and then that grows and grows, and he will uh, kind of use the, the Mongols and Genghis Khan as his inspiration. Um, he's trying to revive the old... Um, reunion tour. Reunion tour. Try to bring it back, baby. <laughs> hey, we're we're playing. Hey, I'm a bassist. We're playing. <laughs> we're playing the hits again. All right. <laughs> we're conquering the world, nice. and he starts to expand and um, move into basically what is modern day Iran, um, and gradually moving westward towards Anatolia. And as the closer the the Timurids get to Anatolia they're going to start to come into conflict with the Ottomans. And at first they tried to kind of stay away from each other because neither of them really wanted to go to war. Uh, They realized that 
one of them was going to lose in this war, uh, and that would have uh, some ramifications. And and really, what the Ottomans want is Constantinople. They're trying to expand in that direction. They're trying not to worry about what's coming from the east. Uh, but eventually, the the clo- the proximity of their of their borders uh, will break out into a war, and uh, eventually, uh, that's going to result in the Battle of Ankara. Uh, which was in 1402, uh, and basically what had happened was the um, the Timurids outflanked the Ottomans. They were able to get between the Ottomans and their capital, uh, and the Ottoman army has to go on a force march uh, and to attack them, and they're exhausted. They lose like a third of their force on the way there, and then by the time they get to the battlefield, um, they're just completely completely wiped out and exhausted, and they, f- uh, they lose this battle uh, in a pretty spectacular fashion. Um, Timur, uh, he in his whole career, he's basically undefeated in battle. He's one of the greatest uh, <clears throat> military leaders of his time, if not of all time. And for most Europeans, he's known as Tamer Lane uh, because when he was uh, younger, he was riding a horse and he fell off the horse and he broke his leg, and they called him Timur the Lame. <laughs> That's like um, what they call a guy in Game of Thrones. Uh, Bran the Bran. Oh, I didn't watch Game of Thrones. But you didn't watch it? No, I know what you're talking about. They call him like Bran the disabled. There's something <laughs> like that. Bran the differently abled. <laughs> yeah. And the- um, but no, that was basically like he had a bad leg, so they called him lame. And he's like, "Hey, man, I, uh, you know, I'm, I just defeated the Ottomans in the Battle of Ankara. You know, I'm, I'm undefeated in battle. I, I control this empire of you know thousands of square miles." And they're like. Yeah, whatever, Timur the Lame. <laughs> hey, guys, uh, can you stop calling me that? <laughs> so, anyways. Guys, I'm, like really, I'm like a really serious like, conqueror. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm like Genghis Khan. I'm, like, I'm Genghis Khan reincarnated. I did, actually, he lost battle. Like, I haven't lost shit. I haven't lost shit. I'm better. I'm better than Genghis Khan. I'm the, the Dolphins in that one year. I'm 72 Dolphins. 72 baby. Dolphins. Undefeated, baby. Would you say I was a great football team, Joe Barton? I would, uh, as a Miami Dolphins fan. Greatest team of all time. Had the no-name defense. Who was uh, who was the quarterback that year? Um, well, interesting. So Bob Greasy was the quarterback, but he got injured during the season, <laughs> and he got replaced by Earl Morrill. And Earl Morrill played most of the games up until the Super Bowl, and then Bob Greasy came back and played the Super Bowl game. But oh. we beat the Redskins. Super Bowl five, I think. What? Yeah, maybe four or five. Hmm. Are you talking about the Dolphins? Yeah. That was Super Bowl five. Yeah, when the '72 team. That was only the fifth Super Bowl. What about all the, like the leather helmets? So though that was the NFL championship game, which is different because the oh, the man. modern NFL is a combination between the National Football League and the American Football League. Uh. And before they were two separate leagues that played their own championship, and then they merged in like the late 60s the super bowl one was the packers versus the chiefs i think and this the Packers the packers won super bowls one and two super bowl three um that was when the uh super bowl three is when the jets beat the colts so that was like the famous joe namath game where he was like he guaranteed that they were going to beat the colts <laughs> and you know who the colts backup was who earl morrill future dolphins quarterback <laughs> i could uh, yeah I don't care. 
<laughs> <laughs> so this is our episode of the 72 dolphins <laughs> and then uh, uh what about when the dolphins uh finally conquered constantinople what did they do um well the <laughs> everybody had to seem sing the dolphins theme song or what, a fight what song what is the song uh well Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in there. We're on the ground. We're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl. Woo! Is, do they still sing that? Uh, yeah, they sing it like usually like once in the game during the game. And they're are they really talking Super Bowl though? <laughs> no, <laughs> we haven't talked Super Bowl in a while. We think about Super Bowl. We like dream. We have like a uh-huh. an Osman like dream of nice. Super Bowl. Maybe one day the, uh, you know the the rivers of the Euphrates and the and the the Nile and um, the Lombardi Trophy will be in dolphin hands again, but not for a while. I <laughs> so, anyways, Timur he defeats the the Ottomans in the Battle of Ankara. Bayezid the first he's captured during the battle he's the first ottoman uh sultan to have been captured and that's a pretty big deal uh and so uh he will at, at some point die in cap in captivity uh and that's gonna um we're gonna go into a period of ottoman history called the interregnum uh and that <laughs> is uh it's one of my favorite words interregnum it's, it's and I, my doctor checked my interregnum <laughs> <laughs> it's not good he told <laughs> Gotta eat less red I'm, meat. Yeah. <laughs> he says I'm blocked up. <laughs> yeah, if, if you can't eat 24 hours in advance before you get your indirect numb examined. <laughs> anyway, so uh, basically, the interregnum period—it's basically a civil war um, because the uh, the descendants of Bayezid uh, will are going to fight over who's going to become the new sultan. Um, and a lot of the Ottoman Empire, or the the Anatolian portion, was then divided up between um, various Turkic beyliks. And that's another important thing to remember. This time period, um, the Ottomans are still not the only Turks. Uh, there are still plenty of other major um, Turkish emirates uh, who are vying for power in this region. And oftentimes, they were very willing to cooperate with the uh, with Timur um, and the the Mongols um, because they saw them as a way like a, a, a um, a check uh, against the Ottomans. Uh, the Ottomans had been uh, been growing too much, and so the Mongols are going to start to kind of even things out again, uh, at least in Anatolia. They, they were able to keep most of their uh, Balkan possessions for the most part. Um, but what's going to happen is for the next tw- uh, 11 or so years, there are going to be uh, a series of battles um, and political maneuvering trying to... Um, determine who's going to be the next sultan uh he had several sons um that are going to be uh going through all of this uh and finally in 1413 after 11 years of fighting uh there uh one of them will emerge um and it was uh one of his uh younger sons actually it was a guy named Mehmed. he was the fourth son of bezid uh, Mehmed the first, um, he beats his brother, uh, Musa at the battle of, uh, Kamerlu, uh, in 1413. Uh, and he will basically, uh, even though before then he had claimed to be the Sultan at that point on, uh, he's wiped out all of his other brothers. They've all killed each other in battle. <laughs> Last man standing. Ooh. Uh, and that, that is basically what the Sultan is. It's like of all the brothers, whoever's the last man. standing. I, maybe that's why we called it Sultan. 
the game like in the pool because you were like trying to put was like kind of like a king of the hill on yeah. a, on the thing so you had to you know yeah. cu- culturally it's not as offensive as you think <laughs> that's what they did right that's what <laughs> fratricide means right yeah. you'd be hopped in a pool <laughs> yeah yeah and you tried to last person uh I, and i'm assuming that you drown the other guys right <laughs> <laughs> by drown means just splash water on their face right yeah yeah just a little bit of water Sim- yeah. simulated drowning simulated. <laughs> um okay so then after that and and so that period between 1402 and 1413 the ottoman empire is kind of in this state where maybe it doesn't become what it eventually does it could have gone back into just being a very small turkish emirate Mm -hmm. um but they're they managed to uh maintain their european possessions and they maintain uh, some of their possessions in anatolia and mehmed comes into power uh and he's going to basically just go back to what they had been doing before um and he's going to uh try to expand again um eventually what's going to happen uh eventually what happens um, is they're they're going to start fighting a series of wars um, uh, against the um, a, a couple of people who start to uh, uh, there, there's some uh, a religious rebellion during this time um, there and I think one thing I, I remember reading at least online there's this uh, a lot of people think that one of the reasons why the Ottomans were so successful is because there was never um, a unified Christian resistance to them, which is fairly true, at least in the earlier years. Um, but there was also never really, um, you know, the Muslims themselves were never unified. Um, there's a lot of infighting in these Muslim groups uh, the Tur- within the Turks, uh, but also Turks fighting Persians, fighting um, um, Arabs. So there's always infighting within these groups. Um, and there will also, there, throughout the history of the Ottoman Empire, there are frequently going to be challenges to the Sultan. Um, and oftentimes these challenges came from religious groups. Uh, we talked a little bit about <clears throat> earlier in the early history of the Ottoman Empire. Uh, there were a lot of different um, kind of theological Muslim groups that made up the Ottomans. Uh, but as they go on, they're going to try to stamp out some of the, mo- the more radical groups because that's usually where um, these rebellions come from, um, these radical um, Muslim um, uh, people who are trying to overthrow the Sultan because he's not you know, a true Muslim or he's not the, uh, an exemplary Muslim. So he'll fight a series of wars against them. Um, eventually, um, they're going to start fighting against the Albanians, uh, and then uh, eventually, uh, what was it Mehmed is going to die, um, and then he's succeeded by uh, his son Murad the uh, Second. Murad the Second comes into power in 1421. Um, he is going to uh, uh, he's the one who starts the Albanian Wars. Uh, and then eventually, Murad is going to leave power. Um, he abdicates the throne. He was actually the first Ottoman sultan to leave the throne before he died. Uh, and then he was succeeded by his 12-year-old son, Mehmed II. Uh, and Mehmed II um, uh, will later go on to become one of the most powerful rulers in Ottoman history, and one of the most important people. Uh, but his first reign was very short. Uh, he comes into power uh, right around 1440 uh, and is only serves as sultan for about two years. Uh, but basically what had happened was um, his ascendancy to the throne caused a lot of the Ottoman em- enemies um, to start 
invading um, and to try to chip away at the Ottoman Empire uh, because they didn't think that he was capable of responding to them. Um, and so we talked about the crusade that started in the 1390s that ended in the Battle of Nicopolis. Uh, well, they'll declare a second crusade um, in 1443. Um, and this is going to be a combined force of mo- mostly Polish and un- Hungarians, but also some other um, Central and Balkan European principalities. And they're going to invade um, <clears throat> uh, Ottoman Balkan territory. And what ends up happening is the... Um, uh, Murad is called back. Um, Mehmed, as the sultan, commands him to come back. He said, either you are the true sultan and you will come back and lead this army, or I am the true sultan and you will obey me and you will come back and lead this army. Uh, and he, he tells his daddy what's what. Um, and he does. So Murad comes back uh, and lead, and basically as they're, uh, he gets to the battlefield right as they're about to fight and he leads the army um, at the Battle of Varna uh, in 1444 uh, and uh, defeats this crusade. Uh, it was a decisive battle. Um, they uh, tremendously out, uh, outnumbered the uh, the Polish and the Hungarians and they, they rout them. Um, and that kind of staves off defeat for the moment. Uh, he's going to just go back to retirement. He's like, I don't want any of this shit anymore. Uh, and he goes back. Uh, but there's still a lot of internal problems within the Ottoman state. Um, <clears throat> one of the the problems that had happened was um, uh, Mehmed had uh, debased the coinage. Um, so the silver, they basically were putting less silver into the coins um, so that they could make more coins um, so they could um, pay for their military. Uh, but what ends up, ends up happening is a lot of the soldiers, particularly the Janissaries, uh, they're not receiving more coins in their pay. Uh, so all the money that they get is just less valuable. It's like... We're giving you ten chicken nuggets. Yeah, but they're all smaller. They're very little, tiny chicken nuggets. Yeah. We used to give you a five piece. Yeah, it's a, it's still a five piece, but it's really like two and a half pieces. Two and a half pieces. And as a result, the Janissary Corps, uh, for the first time, revolts. Um, and that will be a common theme um, in Ottoman history: is the Janissary Corps becoming uh, unhappy with what's happening, uh, and then they revolt. Um, and then, as a result, Murad the uh, Second will come back to the Ottoman throne. Uh, and back at it again. He's baby. back in it. Back in action. That's the sequel. And uh, the second time, uh, you know, goes fairly well for the most part. Um, eventually, what will happen? is the the Polish and the Hungarians um, try a second war uh, in 1448. Uh, They're defeated uh, at the Second Battle of Kosovo. Um, And that basically ends, um, what is it, Uh, Hungarian um, and uh, Wallachian. Wallachia is basically modern-day Romania. Um, That ends Romanian resistance to the Ottomans, uh, and they are able to maintain their holdings in the Balkans um, despite all these um, um, European invasions trying to retake the land that the Ottomans had gotten uh, in the last hundred years or so. 